Connecting with Nature, 13th of April, 2019 Connecting with nature is a well-used expression, but what does it really mean? One thing is certain, it means different things to different people. So I will talk from my own experience, which came about primarily from a radical change of lifestyle, from city professional to semi-feral. Connecting with nature isn't the same as being in nature whilst you're doing something else. I've spent a lot of time outdoors over the years doing sport, but I wasn't paying much attention to the natural world, other than to the weather, which was often an additional and unwelcome challenge. However, I did develop a strong connection with my animals, which are part of nature, of course, and became instinctively aware of their needs. I could also communicate with them through body language and telepathy, both of which are natural to animals. It was only when I moved to Wales and began my rewilding experience, living remotely with my animals in solitude, in an area of dramatic weather, that things changed. First of all, the wall-to-wall beauty was impossible to ignore. Not only breathtaking scenery, but ever-changing light, the personality of the sky, the sunset and the stars, I ogled at the sheer magnitude of living art all around me. Necessity, however, was the catalyst for me to connect to the elements. I was immersed in them with the animals, living high up in a meandering valley, which amplified the worst of the weather, bringing rain of biblical proportions, gales and snow. It was therefore a matter of safety for all of us and the ancient farmhouse that I tuned into the weather. The forecast wasn't always reliable, so I began sensing the mood of the weather to get a feel for when extreme conditions were on the way in order to get provisions and to do the necessary preparations to keep us all safe. It gave me the heads up on when not to leave the premises, when it was unsafe to ride, as all routes were uphill where the weather was even worse, how to prioritise maintenance and repairs, when the fields would be too wet for grazing, or conversely, when there was a window of opportunity to work on the land. There was also the issue of what clothes the horses would wear in and out of their stables. So I would stand in the yard and study the sky, feel the air, and ask intuitively for an indication of what to expect. I also started to notice more detail in the natural world. When eating al fresco, I would watch the birds, butterflies and bees going about their business, and cheeky squirrels stealing fallen pears from the tree. I would notice shafts of light piercing the clouds, spring buds popping up, or the leaves changing colour in the autumn. I would listen to the sound of the wind and the gurgling stream, enjoy the warmth of the sun, and watch the feral cats hunting and playing. I even met a polecat that lived under the floorboards in the barn, and a hedgehog family which was hibernating in an old dog kennel in the garden. I was in my own private cinema, watching the movie of life. The more I noticed, the more nature revealed herself to me, and I realised I was just one of the many residents living at my property, merely the guardian of what I inhabited, as you can't own nature. The light was continually astonishing. Rainbows appeared after a storm for a few brief seconds, as if just for me, then another and another. I've never seen so many. I would find myself in the right place at the right time to witness a jaw-dropping sunset morphing into endless shades of exquisiteness every time I looked up. Eventually I concluded that the light responded to me through my awareness of it, 
I wanted to see it and it appeared. I appreciated it and it revealed more of itself. It was a beautiful symbiotic relationship with nature, which showed me we're all connected with everything, including the elements, and that everything is intelligent. I later experimented with another level of connection by asking pieces and parts of nature for their wise messages. The moon, for instance, which I frequently observed from the window seat in my bedroom, told me, be still and shine your light bright, as I do. The elderly pear tree in the garden whispered, reach into the roots of your wisdom for answers. Continuing the theme of communication, I've always believed it's possible to influence the local weather, at least a little, and over the years I've asked for cooperation when I've needed it. Sometimes my requests took the form of poems, for the right haymaking weather for instance. By and large, the elements obliged me for just the right amount of time. When rewilding in Wales, my most frequent requests were for safety and not to have more weather than I could cope with on my own with the animals, the property and the land. From studying all things metaphysical, I came to understand that the elements can cooperate with us when we ask with pure intention. Small detours of wind and rain are possible as long as it doesn't create a catastrophic situation nearby, as local weather is part of a larger weather system and can't simply disappear. I believe the Gaia system, including the earth, sky, light, fauna, flora, elements and stars, is conscious and benevolent. After all, how could it not be when the trees exhale the oxygen we need to breathe? You may not think Gaia is on our side when you read about the major climate events such as earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, wildfires and tsunamis – But contrary to popular opinion, there are many experts who believe we're in a natural cycle, one that has occurred before, where weather volatility is the transition into a cooling phase, which is preceded by a warming. One possible reason could be to do with refreshing the oceans, which are vital for our survival. Because the planet is a closed system, temperature change might be the only way to achieve this. The separate matter of man-made toxins polluting the air, the water and the environment, which is killing us and the planet, is not in doubt. But it doesn't necessarily mean that this is the cause of catastrophic climate events and a rise in temperature. We need to remain open to all possibilities and be aware of vested interests that stifle debate. In any event, detoxing our world is within our control and it's imperative we find the collective will and means to do this. Gaia is our biological parent. The earth and the elements collaborated to create the spark of life which gave birth to humanity. So we're connected with nature through our DNA. There is a saying, if you love Gaia, you love yourself. And if you love yourself, you love Gaia. Such simple awareness has the power to change our world and inspire natural solutions to some of the biggest questions of our time, including food production, clean water, energy and sustainability. There is magic to be discovered through our connection with nature.